You're listening to the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com on the Illini Guys Radio Network. Now, let's get back to the studio. Illini Guys Sports Spectacular kicking off our number two. We'll hear from former Illini hoopster Lucas Johnson in a bit. And this conversation with Brad and Sturdy for 30. That's on the way later on this hour. And a look at the first national rankings that came out this week. Illinois opening up the season at number 11 after finishing second in the nation in the final AP regular season basketball poll back in March. We'll talk about a little bit of hoops coming up as well. Illini at Nittany Lions on the gridiron. Joining us now to preview the game is IlliniGuys.com football writer and analyst Matt Stevens. Matt, always good to have you on. Hey, let's talk about what we mentioned uh, just a few minutes ago. Um, the big news this week on the injury front. Um, you know, Mike Epstein, we knew he had some issues. Jake Hansen, though, is, is, uh, is a, a big loss to this Illini defense. It's really improved since the opening games. Yeah, I feel bad for Jake. Uh, yeah, I, when, when Jake announced he was going to come back in May, he, he talked about unfinished business that he's had in, in his Illini career, which would now encompass six years. Not only has Jake been injury prone for three of those years, of those six years, but he's, he's really never gotten the height of the success that he's ever wanted, even though individually he's been probably the name and the face of the Illini defense, whether it's been under Lovey Smith or Brett Bielema. I feel bad for Jake that he hasn't been, that this year didn't produce the way that he wanted to and the reason he came back. But I, but I am glad that there are record books out there that will show how, how productive and how solid Jake Hansen's career was in the orange and blue with the Illini. Matt, we're, later on, we're going to hear a quote from Brett Bielema talking about, um, you know, changing the roster. And we're going to talk about that. But what, what's your take on, on all of this, uh, the, the roster changeover, out recruiting, all these things? Uh, how, do, how does it all tie together? Brad, I, since the day you guys hired me at Illini, guys, I've been telling you that this team is devoid of talent and this roster is devoid of talent. Now they're seven games in and they're two and five, and Brett Bielema is telling everybody that they're devoid of talent. And they're specifically devoid of talent that should have been accumulated during the recruiting classes of 2018, 2019, and 2020. And those are the last three recruiting years, basically, or the three of the last four recruiting years for Lovey Smith's tenure. And Brad Bielema is saying basically that I don't have sophomores and I don't have juniors at Pacific roster spots, i.e. offensive line and I at quarterback that are in the pipeline right now for me to be successful later on in my, you know, in year two and in year three and in year four. And I'm going to have to fix that somehow. And the way you fix that is the transfer portal and the junior college route. So he was asked specifically why he was recruiting junior colleges this hard. Well, he's recruiting junior colleges hard because the 18 and the 19 recruiting classes weren't very good. That's, that's basically what he said. And he's waited seven weeks to do it out of respect for Lovey Smith. So I, I didn't see any problem with it on Monday. I re- when he made the comments, I didn't at all. Well, more immediately in the future is there's a bunch of angry Nittany Lions. Now, I've never seen a Nittany Lion angry in the wild. But what are, what's the mood of that team going to be like as they come in, you know, as they come up against the Illini? Well, Mike. If you've ever been to that stadium, you've heard the darn lion roar every 25 seconds. So, yeah, I've heard a Nittany lion before, but I've never seen one. Uh, The attitude at Penn Penn State, basically, I I believe right now is that I think they think they can win a game without Sean Sean Clifford taking a snap from center. And I think that's the plan for James Franklin and the crew this weekend in in Happy Valley is that they I don't think they want to play their all Big Ten quarterback right now because I don't think he's 100 percent. And they'd kind of like to get out of this week, you know, with a solid win, really, I don't think they really care about the margin without having to play one of their solid offensive players, and they're all Big Ten quarterback. And, and I, I think that that's a chance for Illinois to get some early momentum if they can 
if they have any idea of pulling an upset, Mike, then this is the way you do it is you have a team that thinks that they can get away without playing their best players, whether it's because of injury or whatnot. And, and then I think Illinois needs to try and take advantage of that early and, and try to suck some of the momentum out. So um, right now I think you have a Penn State team that's, that's you know, trying to get out of this week without any injuries and trying to get healthier and, and trying to just get a W any way they can. And that's how they're looking at it. You know, and along those lines, we're ta- we talked about the Illini defense. Um, you know, look, it's 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 not noticed, not mentioned much, but they're one of the best in the nation uh, in turnover margin and creating turnovers. And and so, you know, look, I'm not going to sit here and and you know go place a giant bet um, on the on the Illini for for Saturday's game. But this is a, a defense, at least, that has shown even in the Wisconsin game that they can make big plays. And if you've got a backup quarterback, then at least there's a chance to. Uh, that the defense can do something. The question is, can the offense move the ball and put points on the board? You have an angry Nittany Lion, so you you never know. I, I now that we've seen one, Mike Mike has seen one out in the wild, possibly now. Um, but yeah, hey, what is hey, that? Look, the happiest what? thing, the happiest thing that I just heard was Larry is not going to put a massive bet on the Illini for this <laughs> game because we might have to relieve him of command. If that was the case, <laughs> it would be. It, we could we could definitely use uh, you know the uh, radio succession like a you know the twenty fifth amendment. We can we can cite that Larry must not be of sound mind if he's better than <laughs> Illinois. So why is Larry um, we no longer an Illini guy? Well, amendment <laughs> came in, we had to take him out. He bet on Illinois. No, I I think you know the thing is upsets happen though. You know Purdue went in and just kicked Iowa's butt. So yep. upsets happen. Never know. So I'm the eternal optimist. I, I, I can't even follow that up. <laughs> yeah, the the I think to Larry's point, if if this team was five and two instead of two and five, Ryan Walters would be looking at as a potential head coach next year. And that's how good the Illinois defense has looked in the first year of his transition, and and it's how good that they've they've produced, having to, you know, kind of at at times duct tape and barbed wire this thing together, whether it's been schematically or, or personnel wise based off of injury. You know, they haven't had Keith Randolph for a couple of games. And I'm not going to go through the laundry list, but they haven't had guys. And so I think that Ryan Walters is doing a heck of a job in year one. And I, I do think that this defensive staff, when you look at all five assistants on that side of the ball, I, I can't think of anyone that Illinois, you know, shouldn't be happy to have. And that's, that's a big deal for Brett Bielema's rebuilding project here at Illinois. And Matt, to your point, uh, he doesn't have the depth as we at the start of the, uh, you know, the conversation here since the commercial break, there's no depth on this Illinois team that makes it even tougher and makes what Brian Walters and his staff has done even uh, more impressive. Uh, We've got more to talk to uh, with Matt in just a moment, Uh, but the man is on his way. Kedrick Prince with lasso in hand. Ked's recruiting roundup, the latest on Illini prospects with an assist from his trusty right-hand man, Matt Stevens. We'll explain what that's all about. That's on the way. This is the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. Growing your family, opening your own business, retiring to travel, leaving your legacy. At Busey Bank, we know there's a lot to look forward to and a lot of planning along the way. Celebrate your life's milestones by putting your money to work. Busey Bank, building business, growing wealth since 1868. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. Member FDIC. 
enjoying the game? Log on to IlliniGuys.com and join in the conversation. Our game room offers real-time chat from our team of experts and analysts to enhance your game experience. And IlliniGuys.com offers insider information on recruiting and team prep that you just won't find anywhere else with hundreds of articles and podcasts for you to enjoy. Sign up now and become eligible for free $1,000 scholarships. The seven-day free trial makes it a no-brainer. Get in the know with IlliniGuys.com. Well, you know, his appearance on the show is so on the money. You could set your clock by it. Kedrick Prince, IlliniGuys.com, Director of Recruiting, the architect of Ked's Recruiting Roundup. Here he is, lasso in hand. He rides in from the Quad Cities on his trusted old paint to give us the scoop on the top Illini targets. Mr. Prince, good to have you with us again. Mr. Sturdy, you want to talk with Mr. Prince, see what he's got for us? So I got a kid. We had a big uh, visitor Sunday and Monday uh, last weekend. Um, you know, Kylan Boswell, five-star kid from uh, originally from Champaign, decided to come home, take a little tour of the Illini campus. What'd you hear? I heard good things. I actually had a chance to talk to him a couple of times about the visit. Um, he really liked it. I think, you know, going into this, I don't think Illinois was even in the picture, but the conversation that, you know, we had talking this week, you know, the, the couple of times that we chatted, Illinois put themselves in a good situation. If, I tell you what, if you think about it, they have they could potentially land two of the top 30 players in the country in the class of 2023. The more and more they see that campus and the more and more they get to see Coach Underwood in action and the assistant coaches, the more and more they fall in love with it. I was just really impressed this time with this feedback from what he had, from what he saw this, this past time, this past visit. So, Ken, also the other top 30 guard would – would be Jeremy Fears, right? The uh, the kid who is from originally from Joliet, now plays at La Lumiere. Um, you know, a true point guard in that class of twenty three. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Fans noticed last week he put his top eight out. You know, I had a chance to talk to Dad. I think they're tired. They're tired of the recruiting. They're tired of the phone calls and the coaches. And I know Boswell said the same thing. I think pretty soon you're going to see a top four and a top two or three with both of those kids. They just you know, when you talk to him on the phone, you know, in the last two times I got Jawan Howard was on the phone, Penny Hardaway was calling, you know, um, or, or, or the one of the Illinois coaches. I think this they're one of the top, you know, two players in the country. And like I said to you, I think they, they want this process to be over. So be looking on Twitter for those kids to nail their list here real soon. So, so Ked, you're one of the few people who can um, make – some of those college coaches sit on hold while you talk to the parents. But I had another uh, player that I wanted to ask you about. And of course this guy uh, is a lot like Bogner up at Michigan the last few years, but Mattis Buzelis, what are we hearing about him? Because he has exploded and is quite a player as well. Well, it's interesting that you brought him up because uh, I mentioned Penny Hardaway. I mentioned Juwan Howard and the Illinois staff. They are kind of recruiting all three of these kids in a package deal. Um, people, what's intriguing about him, this kid is a 6'9 guy that can play the point guard position. And I think a lot of people are intrigued by that. So, um, you know, again, if this can work out, they can pull all three of those kids off, it'd be great. And for the Illinois fans out there who may not know about Boswell, his grandfather played football in Illinois. His name was David Ina, Ina I believe. Um, early, early. So there's some ties there with him. So Illinois, you know, they're going to be okay when it comes to, you know, getting some of these kids to commit early. And if they could get all three of those guys, that would be great. 
So, so we're looking at, at fears and Boswell looking pretty good. Um, Bazellus, all three of these kids are our class of 2023. Let's, let's play this out with a hypothetical. Let's say that you can get it. You lock in fears and Boswell before the spring. Does that help with Buzellus? Is there a connection with, with, with these kids or, or no? Well, you guys are asking the right questions because I'll tell you what, uh, the families are close. I mean, the Buzellus kid, and he hangs out with fears. He has a younger brother and they hang out and they do things together as far as the family's concerned. They've known him for years. So there's another connection. And the thing I like about fears, he's aggressive when it comes to recruiting other kids to come with him. You know, I know he talks to Ty Rogers, another kid, a 22 kid. So Fears is definitely, he reminds me a lot of uh, Coleman Hawkins, who's a good recruiter, the sophomore center of Illinois right now. Fears is aggressive when it comes to getting kids to join them. Interesting stuff there, class of 23. Talking here with uh, Kedrick Prince, the IlliniGuys.com director of recruiting. Uh, Matt Stevens also still with us, uh, football analyst and writer for IlliniGuys.com. And Matt, uh, it's this recruiting segment. You're going to kind of share some time here with Ked, but you were just in Wisconsin last week, and you wrote some stuff on the front page of IlliniGuys.com for some football recruits. Tell us what you found out. Yeah, I went to go see uh, Joey Oakla, the 2023 or 2022 commit, um, offensive guard, maybe center at Arrowhead High School. Uh, we've written about Joey before. He's basically the the player recruiter on this 2022 staff. He knows everybody. I was standing with Bart Miller, who was on the sideline for that game against my high school alma mater, Oconomowoc High, uh, and he basically told me Joey knows our recruiting list better than some of our guys on our staff do. Uh, but, no, the, Joey's going to be a, a solid three-star developmental guy at, at either a guard position or a center because he's played both now at Arrowhead. And he played both in the game on Friday night. Um, really, really solid kid. I think the third or fourth highest ranked recruit, uh, offensive line recruit in Wisconsin this year. But also went to go see a kid named Derek Jensen, who is a 2024 kid, which means he's a high school sophomore, legit six foot five, legit 310 pounds and plays right tackle right now for, for right next to uh, Joey Oakla. I joked with the Ocon- the uh, Arrowhead coach after the game that he does that so that Illinois fans can get a look at what the right side of their line is going to look like in a few years. <laughs> but Derek's Derek's going to blow up. 24-7 rivals ESPN. They do not have 2024 kids ranked yet. I'm telling you right now, he's going to be the number one ranked offensive lineman in the state of Wisconsin. He reminded me so much of what Travis Frederick used to look like when I saw him at, at Bigfoot High School in Walworth, Illinois, Walworth Wisconsin, at state championship game in Madison. Um, head and shoulders above everybody, physical freak, already has offers from Iowa, Iowa State and Illinois. Wisconsin's going to come calling. Did a, did a piece this week on how Brett Bielema was basically trying to make it the most difficult choice for that young man to not pick the in-state school, the Wisconsin Badgers. And I think he's going to do everything he can to try and get him. And that's a program changer at, at left tackle because that's exactly where he'll play. And He's 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 the kind of kid that changes your offensive line dynamic when you do. So they they had offensive they had football coaches all over the country on that Thursday, Friday, and Saturday during that off week, and and I was able to see some of the guys that they're really excited about in the 2022, 2023, and 2024 classes. Man, I've got 10 seconds. Got to get to a break. What are the chance? What are the only chances right now with Oakland in his ear every day? Uh, really, really good. They're legit friends. Uh, and, and I think that uh, the idea that Bart Miller and Brett Bielema have both gotten on him as this quickly as a high school sophomore, I'm telling you, they're going to make it really, really difficult. And Arrowhead has produced other offensive line recruits for Big Ten programs like Michigan and Iowa before. And so it is not 
incredibly unique for for that school to produce schools outside of Madison. Players wow. outside of Madison. Okay, that is great stuff. A uh, little double dose of recruiting right now. Uh, Matt Stevens, Illini guys, football writer and analyst, and of course Kedrick Prince, uh, both back on their horses, going to ride off into the sunset. Uh, both with uh, Matt learning how to tie a lasso from Kedrick there. I think Kedrick Matt Prince. actually has a moped. Matt <laughs> has a I've moped. become Tonto in this whole dynamic here. He's like <laughs> he has a full ranger gimmick, and I'm Tonto. That's not no, fair. No, you got a moped. You're going to be oh, the okay. moped All right. guy. I, 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 wish moped, I, I, kids I wish on his horse. All good. <laughs> we'll leave it there. Uh, Kedrick recruiting roundup with an assist from Matt Stevens, Kedrick Prince, Alanaguys.com, Doctor of Recruiting, and again to go to Alanaguys.com. Much more from from these two, and uh, and without our interruptions, uh, it's always good stuff. Ked and Matt, thanks, we appreciate it. Um, as mentioned, a busy week last week for Brett Bielema and staff as they took advantage of uh, having a weekend off to hit the ground recruiting. They spent some time in Wisconsin, as they mentioned. Bielema and his need to change the Illini roster. What he said and the Illini guys weigh in. That's next right here on the Illini Guys Radio Network. Are you tired of your website making your business look bad? Is your current web developer dropping the ball? Let's face it, if your website isn't making you money, it's broken. Let Neon Rain create a website that turns your visitors into customers. Neon Rain has worked with hundreds of businesses across North America, building custom websites and applications with modern designs that are easy to update and work well on mobile devices. They can do it for you too. What sets Neon Rain apart? They actually deliver on their promises. Call today for a free consultation 303-957-3092 that's neon rain at 303-957-3092 or visit them at neonrain.com planning to repair or upgrade your home or place of business whether it's a leaky roof windows or door worn out siding or paint outdated kitchen bathroom or basement look no further than hx home solutions your one-stop shop for remodeling inside and out Trusted by Chicagoland since 1950, find out why HX gets an A-plus rating by the Better Business Bureau. Call today, 224-880-6000. That's HX Home Solutions, 224-880-6000. Mention code NCAA and schedule your free estimate. Once again, 224-880-6000, HX Home Solutions. This is Jeff Alexander, assistant basketball coach for the Fighting Illini. You're listening to the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. Right back here on the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular, Larry Smith, Brad Sturdy, Mike Kegley, as we are, uh, again, getting ready for Illinois and Penn State uh, football. The Illini having the bye week last week, trying to erase um, the, the stink of that 24-0 homecoming loss, as we've talked about, unfortunately, again, the least yards on offense since 1977 in a game. So look, we knew that this is a rebuilding project. Uh, we knew that there was a lot of work to be done. Uh, Brett Bielema um, admitted this week that he knew as well. Let's listen to a clip of what he said, uh, kind of a long, long uh, uh, piece here from his, his weekly presser with the media, but it got a lot of attention, not just in central Illinois, but really all over the Midwest. So here's what he said about his roster and what needs to happen and we'll talk about it on the other side. I just know this. As a head coach, you're only as good as your roster, right? I kind of learned that the first time I went to the Kentucky Derby, right? Nobody was betting on the jockeys. Everybody was betting on the horses, right? So um, to win the Derby, you got to have the right horse. And, and um, I think our players uh, are, are going to be a reflection of what our program stands for. And, and um, you know, I, I stood at the front of the room last year when I took over and said everybody is invited back because of COVID. They gave me the opportunity to do that. But as this roster continues to transition, um, I've got to make tough decisions. Players have to make decisions. Um, 
and and uh, you know the the roster is going to have to change to get to where we want to be to win a championship. So I recognize that probably uh, midway through the spring last year, through the summer, um, just certain positions haven't uh, uh, maybe played out the way they envisioned them to. Um, in particular, the offensive line. I don't believe we have a player in the two deep um, uh, that that they've recruited here over the last three years that is really significantly doing anything for us uh, in the playing department. And that's a, that's a major concern, right? So. Uh, that's something that we have to do. Um, uh, top two quarterbacks that have played to this point are both transfers, right? Um, so there hasn't been any development uh, at that position that, that uh, is significantly playing right now. Um, Isaiah was that guy, but he's obviously playing a wider position, wide receiver position in Deuce. So defensively, we knew there was going to be an evolution just kind of on the style of defense that we played. Uh, we got to definitely get a lot of uh, bigger bodies, I believe, up front to get what we want to get done to play in this league at a, at a consistent level. So. Uh, there's there's things that were uh, definitely evolving every day, and as a head coach, I think I have to prioritize my recruiting. I was heavily involved in the 15 guys that we have committed to us. Um, uh, anything I could do every day, um, uh, just even the last, you know, probably one of the things I've said to a lot of recruits that we've offered here as of late, like, listen, when we talk, people are going to follow. Um, it's just something I've witnessed in my career, uh, and probably the last three or four guys that we've offered. Uh, here at the University of Illinois um, in the high school ranks in the 22 class. Immediately after that, we've we've probably got anywhere from three to five additional Big Ten schools have offered, um, which is part of it. I get it, and, and I think it's a sign of uh, people have attention of what we're doing. Well, I tell you what, I can see why football coaches get frustrated because they hear all the time, you're giving us a stock answer. You're not saying anything. You're not telling us what you really feel. Then a coach comes out and gives you an honest statement, tells you what they think, and the fans go, how could you say that? Why would you say that? And I got to be honest with you, this is kind of the opinion that we have had on this show that, that, that they're good kids, but right now they don't have enough talent to compete in the Big Ten. That's what I heard. Yeah. I, wasn't it last week I said get better players? I think yep. I mentioned that. That's yep. one of the keys to to being successful. No, and this is I think the one thing that we need to look at here. He was talking about specifically about a couple positions. He talked about offensive line and quarterback. If you look at the offensive line, most of their offensive line are guys that were in the classes from four and five years ago. They don't have guys in the two deep from the past couple of classes. In fact, they have one class where they have nobody left from the offensive line. At quarterback, some of your highest rated recruits are now playing wide receiver. Yes. because they weren't suited to quarterback. So I, well, he's not necessarily criticizing. He's saying the, the players as much as he's like, look, the recruiting hasn't been good enough. And, and Lovey, if the recruiting was good enough, Lovey Smith would still be the coach. Right. But the recruiting wasn't good enough. That's why Brett Bielema is here. So he didn't say anything, and we may take it, but a lot of it was taken out of context. And that's when you get those one-clip one sound bites. Probably you could pull something we've said on the radio. <laughs> I don't know if anybody want to do that, but maybe you pull something out of context here too. But when you get those one sound bites that are pulled out of context, you don't get the full thing and you don't get the full meaning. And I, I don't disagree with anything you said. So it is what it is. Well, and, and you guys know what we've talked about this in, in any sport, you've got to stack classes. I mean, you, you've got to recruit well and do it time and time again. And we had this discussion uh, earlier this week on IlliniGuys.com on the, on the message boards. We, we talked about this. That it, it's it's one thing to recruit well and get one class, but you can't do that, especially in football. I mean, you you've got to keep you've got to keep reloading and keep stacking, and that's how you build that. And so, really, to his point is that 
you know, you don't have anybody behind that front line, a bunch of, you know, several seniors and super seniors. You don't have anybody to come in and, and spell these guys. Um, you know, we and talked early think... on where, where they, you know, they, I'm sorry, Michael, they were, they were you know, like the, the left side of the line played like every snap against Nebraska in some reasons, some ways that they had to. And I, I don't think he was necessarily talking to this team. I think there's a lot of this that was put out there for kids who are thinking about where they're going to go to college next year. You know, it, he was basically telling people reading between the lines, you know, if you want to come play football and you want to play next fall, you can play for the Illini. So, you know, some of these kids who are looking at going to Ohio state or Michigan or Iowa, those are great schools. Nobody's going to debate that, but you can go sit for two years and watch some other guy play, or you can come to Illinois and start making that resume and see if you can go to the NFL. And, and I think part of this is, I think it's a dual communication and he had different targets he was trying to hit. Yeah. It even showed that if you think about this, he's talking about the guys who are the backups here. So a lot of times we think, well, the backup's going to step in and play next year. Well, what he's telling people is, Transfer portal guys, you want to come play in a Big Ten school, Power Five school for a coach that has been known for producing offensive linemen? Here you go. Come play offensive line for me. You want to play quarterback, pro style offense, have an opportunity to, you know, to be the man right away? Here's your here's your chance. He's selling all the time. And if he's not a good if he's not a good salesman, he's not gonna recruit well. So he's in the transfer portal, he's trying to get players and let him know the options there. Yeah, and and not a coincidence that this comes off a week when he spent a lot of time on the road recruiting. We should also talk about that. Um, As we just heard last half hour from uh, Matt Stevens, he just went up to Wisconsin and spent some time with uh, with Joey Oklahoma, who's a 2022 three-star offensive lineman is going to come in, and he's the kind of lineman that Bielema likes. And we've seen a lot of those guys, a Leonard kid from Indiana, he's gotten a lot of those kinds of kids uh, coming in already. And uh, to your point, looking again to the future and – and, and to this portal, um, you know, before we we take a break uh, with that, uh, what kind of fire does this light up under those other players? Well, you've got five games left of the season and it's a chance for you not just to show what these what you can do to these coaches, but you're on display as well. If you're not going to stick here, you find yourself in the transfer portal. You've got to show something to your next school. It's a tough world right now. So go out and play and make something happen. That's make a difference when you're on the field. It's that easy. It's it, You mentioned it's a tough world. It really is for these kids who've come in. A lot of these coaches never, you know, you talk about the kids who are transferring right now. A lot of these coaches didn't get a chance to see kids play last spring, didn't get a chance to get to know kids. You got new coach, you got new staff. It's all, it's really been a tough time as we've gone through COVID and coaching changes, all these things for everybody to kind of get on the same page. So this is a great opportunity. These last few games show, hey, you know what? You you threw the gauntlet down. You challenged me. I'm either going to step up or I'm going to step out. Yeah, no question about it. All right, we've got much more to come here on the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com. More talk as Illinois gets ready to take on Penn State and football and the basketball team gets ready to set up in its first exhibition game. We're back, we're back with more after this. You're tuned in to the Sports Spectacular on the Illini Guys radio network. You're listening to the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com on the Illini Guys radio network. Now, let's get back to the studio. Right back here on the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular, Larry Smith, Mike Kegley, Brad Sturdy, talking about uh, Illini at Penn State. And don't forget for complete game coverage, pregame, postgame, all during the week 
AtlantaGuys.com is the place to go. Let's talk a little basketball now. The Associated Press rankings coming out. Illinois uh, ending the season at number two last year in the regular season with that great run. Big Ten tournament champions, you could argue Big Ten conference champions, beginning now at number 11 in the AP poll. Uh, Brad Sturdy, about where you thought they were, or what did you think about their first rankings that came out? You know, it's interesting. When you look at the rankings, a lot of people have them lower than the computers do. Uh, the computers have them ranked, you know, most of, both uh, T-Rank, Ken Palm, you know, have them fifth. Um, you know, you can check other Haslam metrics, I think, has them sixth. So right in that range, they're ranked 11th in the AP. Some people have them lower. Andy Katz has them up in the top 10. I think they're a top 10 team right now. They should be. And I understand that there are some things they have to prove without Ida Sumu, but uh, 11th is fine. It, they're going to have opportunities to play guys and move up in the rankings. And, you know, it doesn't really mean anything. It just means they're in the conversation. Yeah. And, and th- th- look, they've got some, some question marks in terms of, you know, how will certain players come in out of the transfer portal? Um, will Austin Hutcherson step up to the potential that people think he's at? But I think the big difference that Coach Underwood has is how he has built this roster is we've got a lot of questions but we can see the answers sitting right there. But the national guys, they don't have access like Brad does or like Kedrick where they get to watch those practices and they can see the answers on the court doing the right thing. And so the national guys are kind of at a disadvantage. So I think that's why the computers come out a little better. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to come out and be a little nasty and kind of punch back at, at both you guys, and I want to get your response. I think the reason that the computers have Illinois higher is because there is no uh, there's no emotion in this. You know, there there's no there's nobody there making out their list saying, "Well, then again, Duke is Duke," even though they were her- terrible last year. Well, Kentucky's Kentucky, you know, they were terrible last year. Both of these programs have as many, if not more, question marks than what Illinois does. Michigan brings back Dickinson. Can you name the five other guys, the four other guys that'll make this start? You can't. And so I think that's where it's the bias that comes in, that where these teams, Duke and Kentucky, are always going to be preseason top 10 because they're Duke and Kentucky. And when you're going to play early on in November in Madison Square Garden, it's sexier if they're both in the top 10 than if one's not ranked. What say you guys? I don't disagree with you, but at the end of the day, you know, you have to, it's going to all shake out. I mean, Duke was a top 10 team last year and they sucked. So, I mean, that's going to happen. Kentucky was preseason top 10 and they were terrible. So those are things that are going to, it'll, it'll play out. Um, You know, I I think the one thing you have to watch for is that, you know, I, I, the biggest question mark I have for this season is there's always things, but how good are these freshmen? I've heard reports on some freshmen that they're really good. I've heard some reports that some of these freshmen are struggling right now in, in these early practices after talking to some assistant coaches that they're not and not, not saying they won't be good, but they're not going to be ready to be stars right out of the, the gate. And a lot of that is we haven't seen them play. We didn't see them on the AAU circuit. We didn't see them. A lot of missed their high school seasons, even their senior year. So we haven't seen these kids in a long time. So I think we're we, there are some questions about how freshmen are going to do, and sometimes they're a little overhyped right now until we actually see them on the court. Yeah, when it comes down to the national media, what scares me is the fact that Michigan now has a very good coach who can recruit, and he's got Jalen Rose, who's the best person at revisionist history I've ever seen, 
sitting in, in the studios at ESPN and all the hero worship of all the guys who are on there who want to be buddies with the former pro. And he's going to spin. If, if Michigan runs into problems, he's going to spin it and um, make it a little bit easier on Juwan to go out and recruit as if he needs it. But in the end, it's, Brad's right. They're going to play. And, and then I'd rather be a good older team than a unknown younger team. And I think Illinois has an advantage there. Mike, how has Juwan Howard done against Brad Underwood head-to-head? Do you, know, you remember what that record is? I believe it is winless. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I was just curious. I didn't know. I couldn't remember. Thanks for, thanks for having my back there. Appreciate and, that. And I, I yeah. think we should all tweet at Jalen Rose. Uh, and that well, look, look, we've already, look, what have they taken credit for? I mean, they took credit for baggy shorts. They took credit for no socks. They could, I mean, for goodness sakes, I think they took credit for whitewater. If you give him enough time, I mean, I, it's, it's hard to, the guy's hard to what? encapsulate. <laughs> the fab, the fab five documentary where basically, I think, I think the fab five on the, on the seventh day, they re- they relaxed after creating the world. <laughs> well, let's get to uh, Bob Huggins' comments this week about uh, retooling the NCAA tournament and making it uh, only the, the big boys, saying that the Cinderellas are putting 200 people in their seats and we're the ones filling them with, with thousands. Um, you know, I, I think th- I get what he's saying, more money for the big boys, but that also if you did that, you'd lose a, a lot of the charm of the tournament. Yeah, I think it's interesting that – this is, of course, you know, the big schools have always wanted to do this. They wanted to separate from the, get rid of the NCAA and just form their own super league, basically. And then they went for it. The other thing, two things, if you have all the big schools, everybody could make the tournament. Coaches can keep their jobs longer. They can, they can stay. Oh, I got, I'm, I'm in the tournament. We pulled an upset. So I saved my job. Those are coaches will stay employed longer because that's a lot of this too. And the other side is you don't you don't want to keep losing to teams like a Gonzaga or a mid-major, those upsets. But for me, that's the fun part is seeing those upsets. I mean, Illinois would have preferred to not have the mid-majors in the tournament last year maybe since then they wouldn't have had to play Loyola. So I, maybe it can work out. But no, I, I think it's bad. I think that's a bad idea. Go play, guys. I mean, this is fun. That's what makes it fun. Conference tournament week is so much fun. Well, and let's face it, college football playoff right now is boring. Same four teams every year. I mean, would it? How much fun would it be if you had the same eight teams in the in the regional finals every year? That would it would, wouldn't be any fun. Is Illinois one of the eight teams? Because I'm willing to take that, that. Would that would make it more fun, wouldn't it, Mike? <laughs> yes, it would. <laughs> I, I might. I might. Five years ago, I might have said something different. <laughs> exactly. All right, stick with us. You're listening to the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. More coming up. Uh, Lucas Johnson, the former Illini, talking with uh, Brad Surdy on the 30 for 30 podcast. We'll listen in to a bit of that. It's uh, pretty good stuff. Stick around. This is the Illini Guys Radio Network. Are you tired of your website making your business look bad? Is your current web developer dropping the ball? Let's face it. If your website isn't making you money, it's broken. Let Neon Rain create a website that turns your visitors into customers. Neon Rain has worked with hundreds of businesses across North America, building custom websites and applications with modern designs that are easy to update and work well on mobile devices. They can do it for you too. What sets Neon Rain apart? They actually deliver on their promises. Call today for a free consultation. 303-957-3092. That's Neon Rain at 303-957-3092. Or visit them at neonrain.com. 
Attention travelers. Next Tuesday, a major hurricane will cause complete chaos throughout the city. Food, water, and phone service will be in short supply. There will likely be panic citywide. Stand clear of the closing doors, please. Disasters don't plan ahead. You can. Talk to your loved ones about how you're going to be ready in an emergency. Don't wait. Communicate. Right back here in the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. You know, one of the really cool things um, that we've had a lot of fun doing with IlliniGuys.com is uh, the series of podcasts. There's a couple of them. The Sturdy for 30 that uh, Brad Sturdy does, the, uh, the veteran Illini insider has all the juice and the connections to everybody. And then the eye on the Illini for all the other guys that, that, that are willing to, to take some time and talk to, uh, to, to Mike or, or, or to me. And um, you know, those are the guys that we just, we're just always just thankful they even pay attention to us. But no, but seriously, uh, Brad, one of, the, one of the best that we all agree, best podcast that you've done in 2021 was the one with former Illini Lucas Johnson. Yeah, Lucas is uh, still a character. Nothing has changed in that regard. Uh, extremely funny guy. He's uh, gives some great stories in the podcast. You know, talking about his time at Illinois. Also, what he's doing now. He's a math teacher, just as we all expected Lucas Johnson would be. No, but I mean, you know, it, it's it's funny. He's so. And, and what I love about him, he has no ego. He's so self-deprecating. He's like, I call him, you know, former Illinois basketball star. He's like, wow, that is awesome to hear. I'm a star. <laughs> you know, so it's just, you know, he's, he's just a fun guy to talk to. Oh, yeah, it was really good. Uh, it's, it's entertaining. Here's a clip from that Sturdy for 30 podcast. Like you chose to really fight back, come back early maybe from a knee injury, and, and so you could play with your guys. So what, talk about a little bit about that decision for you. Oh, yeah. It, here's the thing. In the moment, there wasn't a decision to be made. It was – we, I mean, there were, there were some publications that had us ranked number one in the country going into the season. Um, you know, I'm most likely going to be the starting three man on a, on a potential final four team. I'm like, uh, yeah, this is an absolute no brainer. I'm, I'm getting my butt back on this, you know, on this court this year. Uh, looking back, (laughs) uh, to say there was some, there was some oversight. <laughs> and the thing was, is that coach self outwardly said, he's like, you got, you got the red shirt. Like if you want it, you know, he, you can come back. I'm not saying he wanted me back, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but he, he offered. <laughs> and so when I had to make that decision, I, you know, I, I made it in the moment because I wanted to be a part of the team. I wanted to be out there with my guys. I was one of, five seniors on the team that were, that were going out, you know, it would have been, it would just would have been different coming back and being, you know, one of the lone seniors on a really young team. And, and, and I knew what the potential of the year could have been now looking back on it, um, playing in my playing in my first big 10 game, uh, three months after the day of my surgery of a completely torn ACL, I mean, I tell people that I tell doctors that now they're like, you crazy. What? <laughs> yeah. And they're like, well, what, what percentage were you playing at? I'm like, well, for me, I was playing at 70%. It looked like I was playing at 40% cause I was just naturally slower than everybody else. But like, you know, and, and I've had, I've had knee issues since then because of that. It, you know, in hindsight, would I do it again? Probably not. I probably would have redshirted. 
don't regret it. Um, you know, we, we had a good run. We had a chance to, to do some damage in the tournament. And um, it would have been fun. It would be fun to be completely healed right now. <laughs> I'll yeah. tell you that. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's really hard to tell, you know, a 21-year-old kid or young man that, that you, you got to wait a year and your guys that you grew up with at the university are going to go play a full season and potentially do some, do some real damage. And you're going to be on the sideline and not truly a part of it. That's, you know, it's tough. To, it's a tough decision to make. Yeah. So obviously you're tight with those guys and, and, and uh, stayed tight with them over the years. Is there a, do you have a, do you have some memories, maybe some, some great memory uh, from when you were playing that kind of still stands out, you know, with the, with the group? Well, to be honest, a lot of our great, a lot of our great memories were, were in practice. I mean, the, the, the best part of practice for us was the fact that, that we had, we had guys on the bench that probably could have been starting at other big 10 schools. And so our battles in practice were, were incredible. And, and, and coach self knew it and he would, he would pit guys against each other and he would, and, and he knew it because he knew he, he could get the best out of us. And that was, that was the best part of being a part of a group like that. It, you know, I look at, and this is a, not a knock on, on the second group in 0405, but they're, they were so starter dominated that I don't see them having the same type of practices that we did because they couldn't play their five starters together in practice because they would just dominate. We, on the other hand, I mean, not all the time, but we kick the starters butts sometimes. And, and it was, and then they'd come back and punch us in the mouth and kicked our butts the next day. And that's why we kind of became the team that we became. It was, it was those times that really, you know, everyone sees the games, but those practice times were some of the most fun I've had because you just get to battle with guys that A, you respect, B, you love, but C, you want to, you kind of want to kick the crap out of on a daily basis. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that's true. Yeah. I remember I, I got to come over and watch some of those. I brought some of my uh, teams when I was coaching over there and watched some practices. They were great. And then I always remember in 0405, Bruce Weber used to take and put Darren Williams on the other team to play against the starters just to like push him because it was just to make it harder for him because they Absolutely. knew he was the best guy. And so, make, make it, make it challenging. So, so do you have a guy that like when you were, you were like known for being kind of your, your whole team, they were hard nosed, physical, tough. I mean, it was like, it was big 10 basketball. I mean, that was big 10 best. Was there anybody you emulated your game after at that time um, where you just said, this is who I am? Yeah. You know um, I, I think it's a combination. I, I, I partly saw what my brother had to do to play at that level um, knowing his skill set, knowing um, you know, knowing what he brought to the table, and and knowing kind of the road he took from from a walk on to starting on a Big Ten championship team his senior year, I I saw that it took him playing at that level. It took him playing defense. It took him playing hard and taking charges and going after loose balls and kind of being that scrappy guy, and. And, you know, we were different type of players, but coming into college, I, I was very aware that I could score at high school, but everyone was a scorer on our team. I'm like, so I, I looked at, the, I looked at situations. I'm like, hmm, who's going to get the ball? 
Frank or me? <laughs> it's like, so like, I wasn't going to be the go-to guy. Yeah. As you can see, you know, Lucas is one of those guys that sees entertaining to talk to. We're going to have him on the show, uh, 30 for 30 again, uh, and probably the radio show again, uh, during the basketball season. So, uh, when we get a little bit into that, so it, it, you're, you're definitely going to want to hear that again. Yeah. Lucas got me into trouble because I told my wife, who's an actuary, I go, now what's the issue here? Lucas is a math guy and he's funny. And then she didn't respond well to that. I'm not certain what, but she did really like the podcast with Lucas. So there we have it. Listen to it, folks. It's really, really good. And if you go on IlliniGuys.com, scroll down to the bottom as a place where you can see all the archives of all the podcasts and the, all the multimedia that we do there on the website. Uh, even even former uh, you know past radio shows, they all live right there. Go back, and it's definitely worth your time. 44 minutes of pure joy, the 30 for 30 podcast that Brad Sturdy does with Lucas Johnson. Great stuff right there. Okay, uh, another timeout, and we've got more to come here on the Atlanta Guys Sports Spectacular. Are you tired of your website making your business look bad? Is your current web developer dropping the ball? Let's face it, if your website isn't making you money, it's broken. Let Neon Rain create a website that turns your visitors into customers. Neon Rain has worked with hundreds of businesses across North America, building custom websites and applications with modern designs that are easy to update and work well on mobile devices. They can do it for you too. What sets Neon Rain apart? They actually deliver on their promises. Call today for a a free consultation 303-957-3092 that's neon rain at 303-957-3092 or visit them at neonrain.com you're listening to the sports spectacular powered by alineiguys.com on the Illini guys radio network now let's get back to the studio you're listening to the Sports Spectacular, powered by LaniGuys.com. We'd be remiss if we uh, did not mention the name Io DeSumo, who made his NBA debut uh, earlier this week um, in the game at Detroit. And, uh, you know, we were talking, uh, Brad, in, in the break. Um, you know what? I, I think this kid's going to be fine in the NBA. People just keep dismissing him, and he keeps coming up and, um, and, and playing well. I, I really believe that Io's going to have a long NBA career because he – just continues to prove people wrong. And he's in the rotation and opening night as a rookie on a team that is considered to be pretty good. So um, I think that's, uh, that's exciting, you know, getting double digit minutes uh, in a, and putting some points on the board, doing some things offensively, playing a little D good to see from him. And I'm very excited for him. I, I don't understand why people constantly underestimate IO. The guy adds something to his game every season. And there was a picture on Twitter of what he looked like as a freshman versus as a senior or as a junior. It was amazing. I mean, he is going to get better. We're just seeing him scratch the surface. Yeah. Yeah, But Mikey, Mikey's not super, doesn't jump super high and he doesn't have the same, his shots too low. And there's, he's not as good with his left hand. We come up with all these critiques on these kids instead of looking at, Every day he gets stuff done. I mean, he yeah. makes, he scores, he rebounds, he distributes, he does, he defends, he does all those things. And we tend to forget that because maybe his measurables aren't the same as another guy. And he's also, the thing that amazes me and why I would love to have him on any team that I coached is that he is better tomorrow than he is today. He works at it. That's, yeah. he, that, that's success. 
you know, and we, we talked even all last spring that what we didn't understand is that the NBA will, they want the guy they project that they think that they hope will develop into what IO worked and developed into like what you're hoping IO has already done that. I mean, yep. kind of a known entity. So, yeah. Hey, while we're speaking about that on the other side, there's Ben Simmons. Can anybody explain to me what happened with Ben Simmons? And I mean, doc rivers kicked you out of practice. You already, you already lost all this money because you were, you wanted the trade didn't show up. You finally negotiate to show up and then you jack around and get kicked out of practice and you're suspended for the first game. I don't, I don't get what's going on. The most shocking thing to me was he got kicked out of practice for a de- not going in a defensive drill. I thought for sure it was a shooting drill, you know, because <laughs> he, he didn't want to go into like, you know, because he didn't want to hurt the backboard. So I, you know, there are, you know, Ben Simmons and you, you see these guys. I mean, they're, we anointed Ben Simmons as this next guy. And I think they're using him all wrong. They should use Ben Simmons more like they use um, Giannis and, and, you know, and, LeBron, or it's like a in that situation, he's more of that guy. But at the same time, he's he hasn't developed his game. He needs to work at it. And another guy, Sacramento's having problems too with their their guy. You know, number two draft pick. He's yeah. not in the rotation. His agents making statements. It's like, just give me a guy like Io who just gets stuff yeah. done. Yeah, Simmons is going to get every coach in their uh, in their blind spot, which is. The fact that they know in their heart they're a better coach than the guy on the next team. And so they see Ben Simmons at 15.9 points a game. He's He's got, you know, 7.7 assists a game, eight rebounds a game. And they think, oh, you know what? I can get him up to 20, 10, and 10. And they spend this whole thing about fantasy of what they're going to do with their with their coaching acumen to make him better and sometimes as Denny Green said they are what we thought they were <laughs> and Ben Simmons isn't going to improve his shot so live with it yeah yeah absolutely hey shifting to football former Illini Illini alum Whitney Merciless we were talking in the break what a what a class guy that this guy uh gets gets cut by the Texans picked up by the Packers and, and all of a sudden you go to a team that's uh, a contender and, and you could come out of this uh, with a win, with a, with a ring. Yeah, you know, it's now Bears fans can't be happy uh, to have to go against <laughs> the uh, uh, Whitney Merciless. And, you know, he handled it. That's the exact opposite, though. Look how he handled that situation. And look, because he's a pro. He's a professional. He understood it's there are business decisions that happen. And um, he, he took, the, took it in stride and made the best of it. Now he's in a better situation for himself. And he also took less dollars to be on a winner. So it's not this talk about, I want to be on a winner, and then you sign wherever you can get the most money and then act all upset when you don't win a game. Uh, I, Whitney Merciless went from like a 9 to an 11 in my fan meter because of, of how he handled this. Yeah. Is that on a scale of 1 to 10? Mike? Yes, it is on a scale of 1 to 10, but I, I go with spinal tap. Uh, certain things go to 11. Gotcha. Oh, Nigel Tufnell, folks. That's the guitarist that you want when you need to get to 11. 11. SNL had Jack Handy and a lot of guys. Sports Spectacular has Mike Cackley. (laughs) We will leave it at that. Uh, Thanks so much uh, again to Robbie Hummel of uh, Big Ten Network, ESPN, the uh, up and coming game announcer, uh, former Purdue great. Glad he stopped by and a longtime Illini fan, lifelong Illini fan as well. 
Uh, great comments from him on the Sturdy for 30 podcast. Lucas Johnson as well. Heard from him. Uh, complete coverage of the Illini Nittany Lions game all weekend long on IlliniGuys.com. We'll also have uh, coverage from the Illinois exhibition game against St. Francis. For everyone here on the show, thanks so much for uh, stopping by and spending some time with us. We will see you right back here, same time, same place next week. Have a great weekend. Go Illini. I-L-L. This has been a presentation of LMBC Sports, LLC, and JM Talent Productions. We'll be back next week on the Illini Guys Radio Network on these same stations across Illinois.